Section 19 of From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse, edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. The Melting Pot by Israel Zangwill, Part 3. When Quincy Davenport discovered that Vera had chosen to marry David, he made haste to send off at once to Europe for the Baron Revendell, as the only means he could think of to prevent her wedding another. Now the Baron had never ceased to love and long for his daughter, and when he learned that she was on the point of marrying a Jew, he set out at once for America with his second wife, the Baroness, to try to prevent such an insult to the blood of the Revendals. A tall, stern, grizzled man of military bearing was the Baron, with a narrow, fanatical forehead, yet of honest, even distinguished appearance. He had the nervous, suspicious manner of a Russian official, who pays the penalty for his tyranny by constant terror of a revolutionist's bomb, and in self-defense he always carried a pistol. The Baroness was a pretty but showy creature ablaze with barbaric jewels, and she was determined to have Vera marry Quincy for the sake of his heaps of good American dollars. Ere the baron had seen his daughter, he regarded the Jews as the dirt beneath his feet, and could talk of slaughtering Jews as impassively as of slaughtering swine. "'Shooting is too good for the enemies of Christ,' he said to Quincy, devoutly crossing himself. "'At Kishnev we stick the swine.' "'Ah, I read about that. Did you see the massacre?' Quincy's attempt to appear unconcerned at this careless mention of such an atrocity was not altogether successful." ah yes answered the baron i had charge of the whole district and i hurried a regiment up to teach the blaspheming brutes manners my husband was decorated for it said the baroness he has the order of st vladimir and yet in vera's hands when he found her once again after all their years of estrangement the baron was as wax christ save us he said at first when he heard her speak of her love for david you have become a jewess no more than david has become a christian answered vera we were already at one all honest people are surely father all religions must serve the same god since there is only one god to serve never could the baron forget that vera was the same little motherless girl who had nestled against his breast in all her childish troubles and whom he had tenderly comforted almost before he knew it and in spite of the vehement expostulations of his wife the baron had promised vera that he would see her young jew whom she called such a talented musician and vera had great hopes that her father's love of music would melt all his prejudice when once he heard david play the baroness was incensed that her husband should even dream of agreeing to such a proposal and insisted on his taking her at once to her hotel since under no circumstances would she consent to be introduced to a jew while the baron was gone with the baroness herr poppelmeister turned up at the settlement in search of david since he had left quincy herr poppelmeister had created an orchestra of his own and he came now to offer david a fine position as one of the first violins it was joyous news to vera joyous news to david for it meant that now at last they could really afford to marry oh herr poppelmeister cried vera in delight you are an angel no no my dear child laughed poppelmeister roguishly twirling himself round about to display his ample waistline i fear dad i have not de correct shape for an angel nevertheless his goodness did not end even with his offer of the position to david he had come furthermore to arrange with the young musician for the production of his symphony on the roof garden of the settlement before all the immigrants there on the fourth of july such a setting for his music as of all that were possible david would most have desired played to the people under god's sky on independence day 
that will be perfect it was always my dream to play at first to new immigrants those who have known the pain of the old world and the hope of the new and when herr poppelmeister had left david took up his fiddle and dashed into jubilant music i will make my old fiddle strings burst with joy he cried and nothing now shall part us cried vera not all the seven seas could part you and me said david just then came a knock at the door they paid no heed their happy faces showing no signs of hearing then the door slightly opened and baron revendal looked hesitatingly in as david perceived that face his features worked convulsively and the string of his violin broke with a tragic snap the face the face he muttered hoarsely and tottered backward into vera's arms david what is it vera steadied him in alarm what is the matter with him harshly demanded the baron david's violin and bow dropped from his grasp to the table the voice he cried and struggling out of vera's clasp he moved like one walking in his sleep toward the baron putting out his hand he testingly touched his face hands off commanded the baron shuddering back at the touch of a jew ah david raised his voice in a mighty cry it is no vision it is flesh and blood no it is stone the man of stone monster and he raised one hand in a frenzy black dog the baron whipped out his pistol but vera with a shriek darted in between the two frozen again david surveyed the pistol stonily ho you want my life too is the cry not yet loud enough the cry what cry asked the baron the voice of the blood of my brothers crying out against you from the ground oh how can you bear not to turn that pistol against yourself and execute upon yourself the justice which russia denies you tush said the baron a little shamefaced as he pocketed his pistol justice on himself cried vera justice for what for crimes beyond human penalty david you are raving this is my father your father david staggered back as if struck in the face oh god the baron tried to draw vera toward him come to me vera he said don't touch me vera shrunk frantically away from his hand say it is not true it was the mob that massacred you had no hand in it I was there with my soldiers the baron answered sullenly and you looked on with that cold face of hate hissed david while my mother my sister now and again you ordered your soldiers to fire ah cried vera in joyous relief then he did check the mob he did tell his soldiers to fire at any jew who tried to defend himself great god vera fell on the sofa and buried her face in the cushions it was the people avenging itself vera the baron explained but you could have stopped them she moaned who can stop a flood i did my duty by christ he crossed himself and the czar but you could have stopped them silence the baron's patience was gone you talk like an ignorant girl blinded by passion look up little vera his voice grew suddenly tender you saw how papa shah loves you how he was ready to hold out his hand and how this cur tried to bite it be calm tell him a daughter of russia cannot mate with dirt father i will be calm vera rose to her full height i will tell david the truth i was never absolutely sure of my love for him before ha cried the baron exultant she is a true revendal but now she walked firmly toward the young jew now david i come to you and i say in the words of ruth thy people shall be my people and thy god my god you shameless cried the baron but he stopped as he saw that david made no move to take vera's outstretched hand you cannot come to me david's voice was low and icy there is a river of blood between us we're at seven seas love must cross them all said vera 
easy words to you you never saw that red flood oh david covered his eyes with his hands while the baron turned away in gloomy impotence then the young man sank into a chair and began to speak quietly almost dreamily it was your easter and the air was full of holy bells and the streets of holy processions priests in black and girls in white waving palms and crucifixes and everybody exchanging eggs and kissing one another three times on the mouth in tokens of peace and goodwill and even the jew boy felt the spirit of love brooding over the earth and what added to the peace and holy joy was that our own passover was shining before us my mother had already made the raisin wine and my greedy little brother solomon had sipped it on the sly that very morning we were all at home all except my father he was away in the little synagogue where he was cantor ah such a voice he had and how we were looking forward to his hymns at the passover table david's voice broke for a moment and the baron turned slowly toward him as if compelled against his will to listen to the story i was playing my cracked little fiddle little miriam was making her doll dance to it ah that decrepit old china doll the only one the poor child had ever had i can see it now one eye no nose half an arm we were all laughing to see it caper to my music suddenly my father flies in at the door desperately clasping to his breast the holy scroll we cry out to him to explain and then we see that in that beloved mouth of song there is no longer a tongue he tries to bar the door a mob breaks in we dash out through the back into the street there are the soldiers and the face vera's eyes involuntarily sought the face of her father and he shrunk away from her glance when i came to myself with a curious aching in my left shoulder i saw lying beside me ah by the crimson doll in that hand i knew it must be little miriam the doll was a dream of perfection and beauty beside all that remained of my sister my mother of greedy little solomon he broke down in ironic laughter hush david cried vera your laughter hurts more than tears let me comfort you but he pushed her forcibly from him for you i gave up my people i darkened the home that sheltered me there was always a still small voice calling me back but i heeded nothing only the voice of the butcher's daughter let me go home go home and he turned unsteadily away perceiving how useless now was aught that could be said or done vera slipped like a shadow out of the room before him to david the baron cried suddenly halt whipping out his pistol once more he advanced slowly toward the young man who stood still expecting to be shot but the baron did not fire he handed the pistol instead to david you were right he said then he stepped back swiftly with a touch of stern heroism in the attitude of a culprit at a military execution shoot me david fingered the pistol and looked at it long and pensively as if with the sense of how little such a thing could accomplish in setting matters right then gradually his arm drooped and he let the pistol fall to the table as he did so his hand touched the string of his violin which yielded a little note thus reminded of his beloved fiddle he picked it up and drew his fingers across the broken string i must get a new string he murmured and slowly dragged out of the room i must get a new string and so the baron and baroness were forced to go back to russia without vera and quincy was forced to give her up altogether vera kept on with her work at the settlement though all the joy was gone out of it and david went back to his people but ah for him too life was joyless after what he had done you are stone all over ever since you came back home said mendel turned into a pillar of salt mother says like lot's wife that was the punishment for looking backward ah uncle there's more sense in that old bible than rabbis suspect perhaps that is the secret of our people's suffering we are always looking backward i thought it was your jewish heart that drove you back home to us but if you are still hankering after miss revendal i'd rather see you marry her than go about like this and so i believe would mother you couldn't make the house any gloomier 
but in truth what troubled david most was the sense of his own defeat he had preached of america as the great crucible wherein must be thrown all the old world hatreds to be melted by the fires of love mutual forbearance forgiveness and understanding into a higher unity and when the test had come home to him when he had been asked to cast therein his long-cherished and violent enmity that it too might be purged away he had refused his own hatred the hatred of the russian jew for the russian christian deep ingrained though it had been and with good reason all down through the tragic years was but a type of all the old world feuds that must here be yielded up to make the true american and he had clung to his animosity hugged it tight he who had always talked of looking away from the past and the god of our fathers toward the future and the god of our children when the test had come to him had clung to the past and let it ruin the future he had pushed away from him one whom he loved and who loved him because he still clung to his hatreds his hatreds and the past ah he knew he was false false to his vision false to america false to his music so came the evening of the eventful fourth of july at the settlement house it seemed that david's lifelong ambition had been fulfilled at last his symphony was played by herr poppelmeister's orchestra before all that crowd of wanderers from the old world and they had understood his music with their hearts and souls and applauded and applauded and cried out again and again for the composer to show himself before them it seemed a remarkable triumph yet up on the roof garden of the settlement house refusing to come down and take to himself the plaudits sat david all alone from the depths of his soul he knew it had not been a triumph the sun was setting and below him stretched out a beautiful far-reaching panorama of new york irregular rose the skyline of that mighty city and off to the right lay the harbor with its gilded statue of liberty everything was wet and gleaming for the sun had come out after rain in the sky hung heavy clouds through which thin golden lines of sunset were just beginning to labor david hugging tight his violin case sat on a bench and gazed moodily at the sky while the enormous sounds of applause muffled by the distance rose up to him from below thither came mendel and herr poppelmeister to congratulate him on his success they roused no joy in his soul he knew he had been a failure thither came kathleen and frau quixano also on the same errand bent it was Shabos and Frau Quixano had climbed wearily, puffing and panting up flight after flight of stairs, rather than use the elevator and fail to keep her Shabos. And lo, Kathleen, late bitter foe of all things Jewish, was escorting the old lady in her slow tottering course toward David with the air of a guardian angel, and lo, the old lady herself, lately cursing all things American, was wearing a tiny American flag in honor of the day. Ah! That was what David's America did to all races who came to her shore, each one giving to and accepting from the others, each melting into the whole, transforming and being transformed, till at last shall come the real American to embody all the best in the world. "'When you take your mistress down again, Kathleen, please don't let her walk,' said David sweetly, after the old lady had satisfied herself by laughing and crying over him. "'But Shabos isn't out yet.' David smiled. "'There's no harm, Kathleen, in going down in the elevator.' Truth, I'll explain to her that droppin' down isn't ridin', chuckled Kathleen. Tell her droppin' down is natural, not work, like flying up. But when Kathleen turned to look for Frau Quixano, she had wandered off over the rooftop in the wrong direction entirely. Vuget ihr bedad, Kathleen called after her in a ridiculous mixture of Irish and Yiddish. Holy Moses, come and Zurich! and as she took frau quixano by the arm and led her carefully off toward the elevator she added over her shoulder begora we jews never know our way 
scarcely had david been left alone when vera came to the rooftop to convey to him from miss andrews the heartfelt thanks and congratulations of the sentiment it had been two months since they had seen each other please don't you congratulate me too said david that would be too ironical how can i endure all these congratulations when i know what a terrible failure i have made failure cried vera you have produced something real and new a most wonderful success failure failure cried david every bar of my music cried failure it shrieked from the violins blared from the trombones thundered from the drums it was written on all the faces oh no no vera spoke vehemently i watched the faces those faces of toil and sorrow those faces from many lands they were fired by your vision of their coming brotherhood lulled by your dream of their land of rest and i could see you were right in speaking to the people in some strange beautiful way the inner meaning of your music stole into all those simple souls and my soul my soul cried david springing up what of my soul false to its own music its own mission its own dream that is what i mean by failure vera i preached of god's crucible this great new continent that could melt up all race differences and vendettas that could purge and recreate and make anew and god tried me with his supreme test he gave me a heritage from the old world hate and vengeance and blood and said cast it all into my crucible and i said even thy crucible cannot melt this hate and so i sat crooning over the dead past gloating over the old blood-stains i the apostle of america the prophet of the god of our children oh how my music mocked me and you so fearless so high above all that has come to pass how you must despise me despise me i cried vera ah no you must you do your words still sting were it seven seas between us you said love must cross them and i who had prated of seven seas not seas of blood cried vera i spoke selfishly thoughtlessly i had not realized what that sea had meant for you now i see it day and night therein lies my failure said david to have brought it to your eyes instead of blotting it from my own no man could have blotted it out vera shuddered yes cried david by faith in the crucible but in the supreme moment my faith was found wanting you came to me and i thrust you away ah you can never forgive me forgive cried vera it is i that should go down on my knees to you for my father's sin no david's voice rang strong with conviction the sins of the father shall not be visited upon by the children you owe me nothing he suddenly stretched out both hands come to me vera cling to me shall i come to you and let the shadows of kishinev hang over all your years to come yes he took both her hands in a firm strong clasp as though he would never again let her go cling to me despite it all cling to me till all those ugly memories vanish cling to me till love shall triumph over death i dare not vera still drew back it will make you remember it will make me forget there was a pause of hesitation then vera said very slowly i yield i will kiss you as we russians kiss at easter the three kisses of peace and she kissed him solemnly three times on the mouth as in a ritual ceremony see said david calmly easter was the date of the massacre yet now when you speak of it i am disturbed no more i am altogether at peace vera spoke fervently god grant that peace may endure for a moment they stood hand in hand by the parapet overlooking the mighty city below then vera said softly look how beautiful is the sunset after the storm the sunset had indeed reached its most magnificent moment low on the horizon lay narrow lines of saffron and gold but above the whole sky was a glory of burning flame 
it is the fires of god round his crucible said david pointing downward there she lies the great melting pot listen can't you hear the roaring and the bubbling there gapes her mouth he pointed toward the east the harbor where a thousand mammoth feeders come from the ends of the world to pour in their human freight ah what a stirring and a seething celt and latin slav and teuton greek and syrian black and yellow jew and gentile added vera drawing closer to him yes east and west and north and south the palm and the pine the pole and the equator the crescent and the cross how the great alchemist melts and fuses them with his purging flame here shall they all unite to build the republic of man in the kingdom of god ah vera what is the glory of rome and jerusalem where all nations and races come to worship and look back compared to the glory of america where all races and nations come to labor and look forward there was an instant's solemn pause the sunset faded swiftly and the whole vast panorama below was suffused with a restful twilight while the lights of the town gleaming out through the dusk added to all the tender scene the poetry of the night far back over the darkening water like a lonely guiding star twinkled the torch of the statue of liberty from below somewhere came up the softened sound of instruments and voices joining in the national anthem my country tis of thee sweet land of liberty of thee i sing david stood with vera close by his side his heart purified at last of the hideous stains of the past his shining face turned transfigured toward the future alone the future with all its glorious possibilities of working for the fulfillment of his dreams for the revelation in the hearts of men of that true america of liberty humanity brotherhood and justice slowly he raised his hands as in benediction over the shining city below peace peace he said to all ye unborn millions fated to fill this giant continent the God of our children give you peace. End of section 19